Hi friends, and welcome to A Latte to Learn. I'm your host, Shelby Dusnip. This is episode two, um, different kinds of coffee. So kind of background, when I was growing up, especially in my teenage years, when I was at middle school, high school, um, I had some issues with not knowing things. Um, Growing up in the church, it felt like I didn't know a lot of things that my friends were talking about. It felt like I didn't know a lot of things that were presented to me in books and media. Um, So whenever I didn't know what something was, my options were pretend like I knew what they were talking about. I did this a lot. Um, I did not want to make a fool of myself. And I I actually ended up making a more fool of myself by doing this because nowadays when I look at someone and I, I say something and it's like, oh yeah, that person has no idea what I'm talking about, but they're just pretending that they do. Um, so I realized that that was a bad option for me then, but I would just pretend like I knew what people were talking about and maybe go look up it, look it up later or just breeze by it and try to change the subject to some, something that I was familiar with. Um, another option that I had was like in the middle of the conversation, look it up covertly. And this was kind of hard. I did not have a smartphone or access to the internet, um, on like a minute by minute basis in high school. So looking up covertly really only came later and just don't say anything on the subject until I've Googled it on my phone and then talk about it. But um, that wasn't an option while I was in high school. Um, The outcomes of that were a little bit better. I could, okay, now I know what they're talking about and get into the conversation a little bit more or at least reply without looking like, um, like I was completely naive. Um, another option, this one was hard to do, was like research beforehand so I didn't look like an idiot. Um, but that was hard to do when stuff comes up just in general out of the blue. But sometimes if I knew, like, we, if I knew something was going to come up in a conversation because it's been coming up all week and I've just been listening, I would do a little bit of research beforehand to be able to enter the conversation this time. Um, but that one's hard to do, especially when you don't actually know when something is going to come up in a conversation. Um, the last option is just say, I don't know what that is. And this has worked out way better than the other options for me. Um, the only thing is that I wish I had realized sooner that this was something that you could do. That you could, like as a 15-year-old, I could say, I don't know what you're talking about. Can you explain it? Um, And if it was a joke or something inappropriate, that would have helped. um, That would have helped shut down whatever inappropriateness was going on around. Or 
I would have, they would have explained it. And I would have just at least been in the know. So if something came up like that, at least I would have in the know. Um, as a teenager, I think I tried that option one or two times. And teenagers aren't very, aren't actually very helpful with that kind of stuff. So as a teenager with my specific friend group, the one or two times I did that, it didn't go over super well, mostly because it was inappropriate what they were talking about. So they didn't actually want to explain about it, especially since it was like in the middle of class in front of a teacher. Um, But in my adult life, I found that just asking, say, I don't know what this is. Can you explain it for me? Um, Goes over a lot better. I've been trying it a lot lately. And what happens is people tell me what they're talking about. They're like, oh, this is blah, 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 or blah, 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 blah. And they'll explain it and I'll, I'll make sure that I know the vocabulary that you're, they're using. And we, the conversation goes much smoother. Um, so I guess the takeaway from this little story time blip is if you don't know what something is, just go right ahead and ask. It's the best way to move forward. Um, If you're in the middle of a conversation, go ahead and ask right then. If If you're coming back to it later and like, oh yeah, I forgot, I don't know that. We have Google, there's lots of information readily available to us. Um, so especially as like we're talking about coffee and you're like, I don't know what a cappuccino is that came up last episode is just ask. Um, your barista will know what a cappuccino is. Your friends who drink coffee will probably know. Um, and if they don't, or if you don't have anyone that you can ask, just go ahead and Google it. Um, honestly, that's what I did. Um, so I did a lot of research before I started drinking coffee because I wanted to get the right coffee and I didn't want to look like an idiot. And like we talked about last time, when you go into a coffee shop for the first time and you're ordering coffee and I, I was sitting there, like I let my family do, do it for me. Um, it was very anxiety inducing and anytime a situation like that comes up for me I'm gonna research the heck out of it so that's what I did for coffee so I found a couple of things and I've tried a couple of coffees and I'm just going to share what I've found and again like this is not a comprehensive list I am new to all of this coffee stuff so as a non-comprehensive list just be aware of that and I guess we'll we'll learn together or you guys will teach me. I we'll, we'll just see how this goes. All right, so first on the list is just regular drip coffee. And I think drip coffee is the official term for this. Um, these are those your regular just coffee makers, standard basket, you've got uh, your coffee filter and your coffee grounds in it and water is percolated through it. Um, and it drips down into the coffee pot. I think that's your standard, um, any kind of coffee, coffee maker 
or uh, I think the Keurigs are also kind of drip coffee scents. Um, those you use ground coffee, you have whole coffee beans that get ground up, um, and that is what goes in your basket. Um, the second one on the list is espresso. And espresso is like the base of all of the coffee drinks that I like. Um, lattes, mochas. Okay, that's pretty much it, Kath. Uh, lattes and mochas. Um, so, but like it's, it's different. It's still coffee, but it's prepared differently. And sometimes they do different roasts on the beans to, to prepare them for the specific type of of coffee this espresso um so what this is is it's basically just a concentrated shot of coffee it's a small amount of coffee i think maybe a couple of tablespoons when it comes out um what is happening is water is forced at high pressures through your coffee grounds um, that gives it that high concentration. Also, because of the speed of this happening, less caffeine is getting into the coffee. So there's less caffeine than um, drip coffee or French press coffee, um, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, So yeah, this espresso has crema on top, and I believe that the crema is the foam, and if I'm wrong, please correct me. Um, my goal is to get an espresso machine sometime in the next year. So we'll see how that goes, because that is where all of my favorite coffee drinks come from. Um, and then I guess we should talk about the French press, because that came up. French press is just another way to prepare coffee. You can use any kinds of beans, usually the grind, like the... The beans aren't ground down as finely. Um, I actually use a French press at home when I make my coffee. Um, And it kind of works, the way I think about it is kind of works like tea. Um, You put your beans in, you put hot water in, and you let it sit for a predetermined amount of time. And then you use the plunger, you plunge all the beans down and you pour the coffee out. And that water has steeped in all of the bean juice and you get a lovely coffee. It does have more caffeine than an espresso, um, and it's less concentrated, but it still makes a really good coffee. Okay, so those are three. Those are mostly just ways to prepare coffee. There are other ways to prepare coffee. There's pour overs. There's, oh, there's, there's so many other ways that I can't even, that I don't even know. Um, so maybe we'll get into those a little bit later. Um, so let's talk about different kinds of drinks that you can make with uh, espresso. Remember, espresso is just that concentrated shot of coffee. Um, the first one up is just a latte. A latte is you have usually two shots of espresso, um, and then milk is added in. And again, you can use like whatever kind of milk that you prefer. Most coffee place coffee places have dairy alternatives if you want. Um, 
the standard is like your regular 2% milk. Um, you can flavor these with lots of different flavors. Like right now we're in the holidays and my favorite is the Starbucks caramel brulee latte. Oh, so good. You've got caramel flavoring in there. You've got little cream, extra cream flavor. I'm not exactly sure what it is. It's so good though. And I do mine with oat milk and it's really, really creamy for a non-dairy milk. Um, so you can put whatever kind of flavors you want in there. They have lots of different kinds of flavor shots at all kinds of places. Um, you can explore with those. They're a little bit expensive, so I would say before you start like really exploring, um, know your palate first. Know what kind of flavors are going to go well with coffee that you're going to like with your coffee. So explore that first. Um, good way to explore that is ask the barista what kind of flavors do they like in their lattes. Is there a specific recipe that is always good for them? If you want to try something new, what is the kind of out there latte that you want to try ask a barista what their favorite kind of out there latte is um because they they know the flavor pairings a lot better than a newbie coffee drinker okay so that there's a latte you're just espresso and milk um and they they steam the milk so it's not going in cold it's going in nice and hot and frothy and it's lovely um and then there's a mocha mocha is basically just a chocolate latte, but it's so common that it gets its own name, I guess. Um, again, a couple shots of espresso. You can put more in if you want. There's milk that's all steamed and nice and hot. And chocolate sauce. And they have, like, excuse me, they have really nice chocolate sauces that they use to flavor their mochas. Um... The and you can add extra flavors to those as well. Like right now, the the holiday peppermint mocha is super good. It's my second favorite after the caramel brulee latte. Um, so they add a little peppermint in there, and it's so good. And you'll see like, um, oh, now I can't think of it. Sorry, but like. You can add all kinds of different flavor shots to your mochas as well. Um, those ones come, mochas are specifically have chocolate in them. All right, so a couple other ones that I wanted to talk on um, is a cappuccino, which I don't know how to make a cappuccino, but mostly it is a like a couple shots of espresso, some milk. It's got less milk than a latte in it, and the rest is made up of foam and it's so good like foam coffee foam with a little milk in it or if you have like your flavors in there it's divine it's heavenly um so treat yourself to a cappuccino you and that's where like why people buy the milk frothers is to kind of get all that yummy milk foam in their coffee so good all right, the last one I want to talk about, this is actually what I would order at a coffee shop before I started drinking coffee. These are steamers, um, and especially if you're going to coffee with someone who still does not drink coffee, um, 
It's basically hot foamed milk with flavor in it. It's like a latte without the espresso. You can put different flavors in it, which are really nice. Um, and they'll, you can add whipped cream and stuff. So there's no coffee in a steamer. You just have hot foamed milk with whatever flavors you want. And you can put in like some chocolate sauce and it's basically a hot chocolate or whatever the same kind of flavors that you would put in your lattes can be put into a steamer. It just doesn't have any coffee in it. So that's a good one for any people you're going to going out with who still don't drink coffee. All right, so we still have a little bit of time left. Um, so I'm gonna talk a little bit about tea. Oh, tea is also a little bit of an emotional roller coaster for me. And I'm gonna just talk about the kinds of tea since we're on the kinds of coffee that are that are around. Um, and again, when I started drinking tea, a lot of lot of research went into that and I'm going to refer back to the first episode where I was talking about the word of wisdom and why I didn't drink tea or coffee back then. Um, I did a lot of research on what kinds of tea can you have because I knew you could have herbal tea, um, but there were so many other teas out there. There's green, white, black, chai tea, matcha tea, all these different kinds of teas. So I did a lot, a lot of research about those, so I'm going to add those, add that into this, um, this episode here. So your basic like herbal tea, these are nice. They don't have any caffeine. Again, for your, for your friend who's not drinking, um, coffee or tea, herbal teas are good, um, and they're also good for the nighttime to calm you down with no caffeine in it. They're lovely, usually floral, fruity, minty, um. And then your basic teas, your green, white, and black tea, they all come from the same plant. They're just processed differently. There is a different kind of fermentation process that happens with all of them, and they come out at different times. And I am not sure what any of the rest of that is, but I do know they all come from the same plant. Um, so green, white, and black tea are all no-nos in the Mormon LDS world, but um, outside of that world, they are very, very good. I like my green tea with a little bit of cinnamon in it. No sweetener, just a little bit of cinnamon, and that's really nice. Um, I haven't tried white tea yet. Um, I have tried black tea. That's what makes those sweet teas in the middle of summer. If you like do half sweet tea, half lemonade that's really 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 yummy um black tea is also the base for chai tea chai tea is just black tea with spices and today i actually had a chai latte from starbucks it was way better than i was expecting it to be but it's a black tea it's got lots of spices in it and then lattes they took the tea and added milk to it so 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 good um and the last one I want to address on here is matcha tea. Matcha tea is green tea that is ground into a powder and mixed in to hot water. In essence, like basic, basic essence, it's like those hot chocolate packet mixes that you just put in the powder and you mix it with your hot water. But 
much better than those. Still, again, I haven't tried matcha tea. I haven't tried white tea. Um, and there's a lot of coffee drinks that I haven't tried yet. And I'm working on it. We're slowly expanding. Um, go at your comfort level. I'm trying to go at my comfort level. I've gotten really familiar with a few drinks. I have a few different ones that I can order at different times of the year or like if I'm craving chocolate, I'll order a mocha. If I'm not, I'll order a latte. Um, if I don't want as much caffeine, I'll get a tea or decaf. Um, you can get any latte, mocha, or coffee in decaf from these coffee places as well. So that's kind of nice. Um, so go at your own pace. Do as much research as you feel comfortable with and ask ask questions. All right, friends. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Be yourself. I'll talk with you next time on A Latte to Learn.